to Cherry's world. And welcome to our world today. I got a real treat for you guys. I got little Cherry in the house. Hey, little Cherry. Hi. How you doing, little Cherry? Great. What are we about to go and do, little Cherry? What about the do taekwondo? Whoa, is that your favorite sport? Y- yes. And what else do you play? Soccer. Soccer. So you hear it from the horse's mouth. I am a taekwondo mom. I am a soccer mom. What is the most embarrassing thing about your mother coming to taekwondo and soccer with you? Nothing. Really? Yes. Oh, what about, do you get embarrassed when I scream for you? Yes, sometimes. This last Saturday, you had a really big day. Yeah. What happened on your big day? Um, My big day was about taekwondo, soccer. And... But what happened at taekwondo? Taekwondo, it was a big day. I got to have the news. Oh, the new student. I was talking about Saturday. When you beat those three boys, what did you get? I got a trophy, a medal, and a belt. She came home a big winner from her Taekwondo tournament. I got a little ninja in the house, y'all. In fact, she calls herself Queen Ninja, but she does not like to be called Princess. Can you tell them why you do not like to be called Princess? Because Princess are... Princesses are sassy, and they always act like they need a man to save them. And who's going to save you? No one. My mom. Oh, your mom, but who else is going to save you? What did you tell us? Myself. That's right. She can save herself. So if you see my little cherry, please don't call her princess because it's going to turn into a whole nother conversation. She is not sassy and she don't need no man to save her. Yeah. If I, if you call me a princess, then you'll see me with a whole nother side of me. That's right. We'll see a whole nother side of you. So can you tell them how old are you? Five. And what grade are you in? Third. And how did a five-year-old get in third grade? So, my mom, I just passed. <laughs> yeah, you did just pass. How do you go to school? Do you go to regular school? Nope. What kind of school do you go to? Home. Homeschool. And what do you feel about homeschool? I love it. Yeah? Yeah. So, people say, oh, if you don't send your child to regular school, they don't get a chance to socialize or be around other kids. Do you feel like you don't get a chance to socialize? I always feel like I get a chance. You do? Yeah, because we're about to go see your friends now, right? Yep. And you got a new friend coming to Taekwondo today, but don't say your name because we want to keep you guys safe. So, the audience keeps asking me, how come I don't show them pictures of you? Or how come... I don't tell them your name. You want to tell them why they don't get to see you and why they don't get to know your name? Yes. Tell them. Still. You steal us. <laughs> That's right. People steal children. So mommy Because to do what? you pass it on to people and to people to people. And the final person that you get it to is Donald Trump. Oh, we're not talking about Donald Trump today. <laughs> but 
What is mommy trying to do? Because protect I, me. That's right. I am trying to protect my daughter. And how do you feel about me protecting you? I feel protected. Oh, and is that a good thing or a bad thing? A good thing. It's a great thing. So you heard it from the horse's mouth. My daughter is in the house, and she is going to stay with us during the whole show today. Yay! Because I got my ace on her. Base. That's right. I got the ace on the base. And she is my little face. She's, yes. <laughs> she's my mini-me. Thank you, mini-me, for letting us interview you. You're welcome. I love you. I love you. Would you like to advertise on Cherry's World and have your product placed on Cherry's social media for the world to see? Email us now at cherriesworldpodcast at gmail.com for low introductory rates. Cherry's World Podcast. Get heard. Saria here, Chief Green Alchemist at Going to Natural. Do you know it takes less than 30 seconds for your skin products to enter your bloodstream? Yeah, so knowing what's in them, super important. We know you want what's best for you and your family. And here at Going to Natural, so do we. We care about the environment, we care about the animals, and most importantly, we care about you. We offer free support for your healthy journey and love providing affordable, all-natural products that are responsibly sourced, cruelty-free, luxurious, and always made with love. We're not just a shop, we're a community, and we'd love to have you. Browse our collection of plant-based skincare products and natural tips and tricks at shop.goingtonatural.com. That's shop.going, the number two, natural.com. A conscious brand for a conscious community. Use code LOVEEARTH for 15% off your first order. Welcome to Cherry's World. Hey, 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 and welcome to Cherry's World. We got me, Cherry Johnson, in the house. Mr. Cody Court is right here. Cheyenne, what's going on? How you always beat me to the punch, bro? Like, you always here before I'm here. No, that's not true. <laughs> I yeah. might be in, but I'm not always. I might not. I might be in, but I'm not ready. <laughs> like how you are. Like, when you show up, you're ready. You I know? show this to show up, but I'm not always ready. Well, I appreciate you always being here. One of my biggest pet peeves in the world is wasting my time. I don't fuck with people. Can I say that? I don't mess with people who are never on time. And it's like, I try to get that 15 minute race, but after 15 minutes, if you're not there, I'm gone. I used to be real nice and wait for people. I can't do that no more. That's that's cool because I, I'm, like I told you earlier, I'm not a timely person because I've been played so many times in the past, but I, I respect your time. So I try to be timely with you, but with anybody else, because I know how people operate, <laughs> I, I usually am. I'm usually showing up when they're showing up or <laughs> after because I don't I, I don't believe in waiting on people as I say you're always on time never have I waited for you with you because I saw because when I first interviewed you you were on before me you probably don't remember that I logged in and then you logged in right I'm like whoa I wasn't even ready so, oh. <laughs> so I'm like, oh okay she's a timely person I think you said yeah. that too. so I'm like okay so that's different but anybody else I'm like nah I totally believe you like you you know I I know this guy 
and he's one of my biggest mentors and I love him, but I watched him play games with people. He happens to be a billionaire and he runs like one of the best businesses in the world, but he'll tell you, be here at 643. And I asked him, why you give people odd times, bro? Why you just say, say like 645? He said, because I want to see when they show up. If they walk in this door at 643, we cool. If they walk in this door at 645, I won't be available. And I was I like, I was like, what? He was like, yeah, two minutes. My time is valuable. Yeah, I mean, I respect that. I mean, it's certain people that, you know, that are like that. Like, I actually have a fam, like, my family is like that. The other side of the family is the total opposite. I mean, we are, they're, they're always late for everything, late for graduations, late for funerals, late for weddings, everything. And just, you know, I mean, we had a guy, my, my uncle was like, if you're not 15 minutes early, you're 20 minutes late. That, that was his way he looked at life. Yeah, that's kind of how I grew up. I mean, I remember dating this guy one time and we were going to leave to go to my grandmother's. And he said, okay, I'm on my way. My mom said, okay, well, don't rush. She meant like, be safe. Don't rush on the freeway. This showed three hours later. My mother had left, but he was like, why are you tripping? She said, don't rush. She was saying, be careful. She was saying, don't kill yourself to get here. She wasn't saying like, sit down, eat a sandwich, talk to y'all boys, play a video game and then come. Yo, speaking of video game, like I said, I, I was dealing with a guy and, uh, well, I don't want to say his name, but the one guy's called and we were on the South side of Chicago. And he said, how long before you guys get here? And this was a, uh, a signing or something. And he was like 15 minutes and we were an hour away. And he said, all right, guys, start the game back over. So we ended up getting there like three and a half hours later. I was a kid. I mean, I was a young, young person around this kind of stuff. So I was like, wow, like this, this is the business. Like everybody just lies to each other. You know what I mean? So it's really bad. Like I've watched um, people show up for TV shows and stuff like two and three hours. It's the most disrespectful thing in the world because it's not just you waiting. It's like a whole crew. Are they able to get away with that? Um, to a certain point, you can get away with it as long as your contract obligates you. But when it's time to renew your contract, ain't nobody trying to mess with you no more. Mm. So mm. You, know, you can be as important as you want to be. But when you show up two or three hours later, it definitely will stop someone from rehiring you. Gotcha. Like, I'm not the best actress, okay? But one thing that I'm known for is when you hire me, I'm gonna be on time, I'm gonna be polite, and I'm gonna know my lines. And so there might be a bigger name who is never on time, she got an attitude problem, she's gonna cause some kind of technical difficulties, but her name is bigger. So who do we use? Do we use her or do we just, just call Cherry because it's gonna be easy? <laughs> I think you're you too modest. <laughs> you no. It's true, but I bank on that where I'm like, oh, hey, they ain't gonna mess with Stacey Dash this week, so I got her job. Cause, you know, it's gonna be a rock. Stacey Dash, that's an interesting name you brought up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What have you heard about her lately? Heard about her? I, you know what? I feel I have a newfound outlook on Stacey Dash, honestly. I know her as being kind of a problem child. In fact, I quit uh, a movie that I was producing that she was in. She's a little difficult. 
But from what I've learned about her past, she's has past drug addictions. She was sexually abused. I would actually love to get her on the show to tell her side. And maybe I was dealing with it before from a mean girl perspective instead of trying to understand a person. Because to me, Hollywood, it's a job. So show up, do your job, and shut up. I don't care about you as a person. Not to be mean, but Hollywood don't care about you as a person. Everybody has bad days. Get over them. Go out there and act like you're happy. That's what we do. But in a different setting, in a different time, knowing that she was molested as a child, knowing that she was abandoned by her parents as a child, um, and knowing that she had a drug problem that was introduced from her mother at a very young age gives me a different, a different perspective of her now. That's, that's, that's interesting to me. It's like, why is it that everybody in Hollywood has that story? Well, 60% of all black women have been molested by the time they hit 18. It's, it's the biggest epidemic in the world that nobody talks about. So when if it's not talked about, that means that there's mental illness problems that are never dealt with because these young women are told, shh, don't tell anything. It's a, it's a, it's a family secret where the elders become enablers. And instead of protecting the victim, they're protecting the predator. Yeah, because I, I mean, like I said, I don't know her like you. And I just know her characters. I don't really, and, I don't know. And I just, is she, is she more like the character? I mean, she really only plays the same person, but is she more like the character or is she really different? I don't know her as a woman. So I can't no. really answer that. If, if I'm going to be fair to her, no. I can't really answer who she is. I just know some of the things that she's done. She worked on this film and she held up production two hours over a bra because they didn't have this, the, the bra that she wanted. As an actress, if you wanted the bra, you should have worn the bra to work. Yeah, that's all I'm about to ask you. So I know they, they supply you guys clothes. I didn't know they supplied you guys underwear. They might, like, you know, if you happen to have on some big girl draws that day, they might have had some extra thongs or something, and they'd be like, girl, take them off, because you could see your underwear through this. Like, but they're they new, right? Yeah, they're new. Or they're yours, or they're purchased for yours. Like when you do an ongoing TV show, like Family Matters, we had everything. Oh, okay. We had underwear and bras, but it might be, you know, like I might have wore a bra that was pink or something, and they'd be like, girl, you need a black bra, because we could see through that. Oh. Okay. But, but it was a low-budget independent film. Like she should have wore her own bra to work. You don't hold up production for two hours right. over a bra. Right, right, right. It's just, you know, I used to, you know, like, you know, you guys from the you women from the 90s, you know, y'all my girls. But when she um showed up on Fox News, which is like I said, I don't keep up with nothing else in entertainment like that. But I'm a news guy, news and sports guy. So when I seen her on Fox News and Obama bashing, she was a big, big time at the Mitt Romney supporter. I remember like it was yesterday. And then she eventually merged into a Trump supporter. And that's just it didn't make sense. And that's when I was like, maybe she is mentally unstable because she would go in there and support her cousin, Dame Dash and the hip hop community. And then be a Trump supporter. I'm like, how do you get a chance to be both? You know, doesn't well, matter. I think a part of her is a little girl lost. 
and there's a lot of self-hate going on in there. Yeah, yeah. And there's a, a self-identity. Now, I'm not a psychologist or psychiatrist or anything, and I hate to gossip because it's ugly, but there's two ways to look at it. Either, no, we're getting lost in mind, or <laughs> something's really going on here. And I think there's probably a lot of self-hate, self-identification problems. I'm not saying that she doesn't know that she's a black woman, because I'm sure she's been reminded, but she's forgotten what it is to be a black woman. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I, I get that, because um, now here's the other side of me, the conspiracy guy. When um, What happened? I think something happened in 2016. I was doing the other show, and... I put a conspiracy out there on SoundCloud and it got taken down though. So you might not like this, but I was, um, I believed that, and you tell me this is true in Hollywood that because of John F. Kennedy and Reagan and everybody else and Bill Clinton, I thought that the presidents basically, this is before the Me Too era, picked and choose which women they wanted to sleep with. And they set that up and I, I just assumed that Stacey Dash just thought she was going to be one of the women that Obama was going to choose that she can sleep with. And Michelle shut that down because I saw Michelle Obama say in a magazine, Kerry Washington, uh, Oprah, and like two other, you bitches are not allowed at the White House around my man. So I was thinking like maybe she got <laughs> hip to reality like, oh, this ain't the time, but this ain't that type of president. And that's what made her flip and turn into this <laughs> crazy right-wing Tea Party Republican. I don't think that's it. <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> sure, the presidents are famous, and I'm sure they have their own groupies. You know, I'm hoping Monica Lewinsky takes one right now for the team. We need her. I mean, Marilyn Monroe. Yes, absolutely. But I don't, I don't think so. I don't even think she's Obama's type. Obama likes sisters. He likes nah, sisters. I know, but she might have been thinking that she was going to get chokes. I don't think so. I don't even think she wants to be chose by a black man. I think she just wants their money and loves the little attention from the rap videos or whatever. So she never liked black men? Christopher Williams is her baby's daddy. So, sure. Oh, the singer? Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Damn, I didn't even know she had kids. I didn't know that. Oh, okay. yeah, she's got some kids. Really? Okay, I didn't know that. But I don't know that. She, I mean, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. I had some other questions I wanted to ask you. Um. Uh. Okay. Let me ask you this. I was gonna do it, but I don't. I don't have it prepared yet. So we haven't recorded together in a while. But um. No, I've missed you. <laughs> hey, well, feelings, of course, is mutual. But um couple what was that at the end uh power you still haven't watched power yet have you no, no. no you're missing the well, great show i did hear that joe sings the theme song to power that's what i was getting ready to ask you oh, so really? 50 changed the, the theme song right mm -hmm. and then eventually he had to move it back so i wanted to know do you even know you've been on a few shows do you know that if you heard the theme songs to any of the shows that you've been on would you recognize it? Uh, yeah. Oh, you would? I think, okay, so let me tell you why. Remember I did that book called Stupid Guy's Diary? Yeah. So, true story. 
I had started talking to this guy and I had been out of town for a long time and blah, 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 blah. Long story short, we met in Vegas and I thought we were about to have like a moment, right? So me and my girls, we went to the store. I went and bought me some cute lingerie and I put it on. And when I came out, he was laying on the bed and he goes, it's a rare condition. And he keeps singing, right? And I'm like, I kind of know what that is, but I don't know what it is. And then I'm looking at him funny, and he goes, why are you looking at me like that? I said, I'm trying to figure out what you're singing because I think I've heard it. And he goes, Family Matters, girl, that's my song. You better just get over it. And I was like, are you singing the theme song? And he was like, yeah. But, okay, so let me, to my defense, I wasn't in the opening credits. You know what I'm saying? Not only was I not in the opening credits, I was at work on Friday nights when Family Matters aired, so I wasn't watching Family Matters. I wasn't a Family Matters fan. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like it's like 15 years after the show's not over, and this fool is singing the Family Matters theme song. And more importantly, you got on Sexy Lingerie, and he's singing Family Matters. So what did I do with that moment, you ask? Yeah. I went right back into the bathroom, and then he heard... The door shut. I went right back to the airport, got to the Southwest counter. There was a black lady at the counter, and she said, hey, baby, how can I help you? I said, I need to go home. And she said, why? And she said, ain't you that girl? I said, yes, ma'am, and that's why I need to go home. And she said, why? And I said, because I met this dude up here, right? And he going to sing the family's theme song while I was trying to get some. I want to go home. She was like, what? She gave me one of those half-price fares, and I got up and out of Vegas under $100. And he was like, I can't believe you just walked out. You didn't say nothing to me. I said, there was nothing else to say. Yeah, there really isn't. I, and I'm usually a defender of men, but it ain't, ain't, ain't no defense to that. <laughs> I mean, seriously. So when it comes out in a lingerie, you singing a so, theme song. So if y'all interested in my dating history, Stupid Guy Diaries is available on Amazon right now. Oh, man, that's that's bad. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, while, we, while we still talking about that, um, did you notice that I always told you the reason why? Because you, you don't really think that you're famous. That's one thing I come across from meeting you. Uh, you I mean, you are. But and, and, I, and I always say the reason why is because you were on TV. I mean, you still are. But the show that you were on at that era, there was only like, you know, five channels. You know what I mean? So, you know, it, being on TV then is a is, is, is a bigger deal than being on TV now where it's like, you know, a thousand channels, you know what I mean? So everybody had to watch you, <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's why everybody knows you. But it's popular. It's not like famous. Like Beyonce is famous. You know what I'm saying? Kerry Washington is famous. Stacey Dash is famous. Cherry Johnson, you ate dinner with her. You know what I'm saying? You go to the bathroom, you hear her voice. That's just the homegirl. That's what you think. That's how you think about yourself. Yeah, <laughs> but okay. But the reason why I brought that up is because I'm just noticing how dope I look at my era, which which you're part of, uh, was. And and it, and you know, after you know y'all shows started going off the air, um, they started bringing in reality shows, right? And and it seems like that window. I think I think Hollywood. You tell me if I'm wrong. I think Hollywood is looking at it like. Nah, you know they—they they social media famous. They're, 
but they really can't act. That's weird. I don't even know if they care that they can't act anymore. I think they do. The reason why I bring that up is because I'm noticing they're bringing back all these shows. I just saw that they're bringing back. Number one, Eddie Murphy is coming back to stand up. And Fresh Prince is talking about bringing his show back. I remember when he when that show went off the air, he said he'll never. He said there's no money if he's if he's on TV, he can't make money in movies. And now I, he probably realized that real money is in TV. It's not in film. <laughs> you might get a, a nice paycheck all at once. I mean, on TV you get a nice paycheck all at once too, but residual money, baby, and it's right. it's the closest thing you can have to a nine to five. Right. And entertainment. Right. But I just noticed, like, they're bringing all these shows back. So what is, I mean, in the 90s, I don't remember them bringing back Leave It to Beaver and Mr. Ed and all these kind of shows. I mean, they even bring back Good Times of Sanford. So they, those those shows never came back. But the, the fact that they're bringing back. It was business reasons why those shows didn't come back. Those shows were all under contracts before residuals kicked in. So things like Naked Night, um, the family channels or whatever that picked up those shows never had to pay anybody any residuals. What? Why would you bring something back when you can eat, eat, eat off of Lucy and never have to pay her anymore? Wow. So they, were, they didn't get residuals and they didn't have like the Coogan laws where the kids' paychecks weren't protected. Wow. So why would you bring that back? You just keep playing old stuff. <laughs> Us, they can bring us back as much as they want, but they have to renegotiate our contracts. So even if it sells from like network to network, like I know that the Parkers went to BET, right? So even when the Parkers goes to BET, you have to renegotiate the contract or buy them out for the year. When we went to Hulu, they had to renegotiate our contracts, but we still get residuals. Oh, okay. Okay. No, okay. I'm getting lessons here. I I need to know that. Everything about entertainment is about money got you learning son okay all right but still i still think it's dope that they bring it back you know i mean it must be saying something about that era like you know we need this show again we need to to me i'm I'm also a fan oh i think for me i'm really excited because like saved by the bell is coming back right i want to audition for saved by the bell like i want to be on saved by the bell one episode I never got to do Saved by the Bell first time around, so can I do it the second time? So so you actually watched Saved by the Bell? Like a couple times, yeah. Wow. That's cool. <laughs> I mean, because um, Mark Paul Gossler was yeah. on Punky, so I've known him since I was a little kid. Mario Lopez was like the cutest thing in the world, so yeah. Wow. Yeah, so... We talked about everything except for Punky Brewster coming back. So what was that like? Are are you able to talk about that now? A little, maybe. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they announced it. So yeah, Punky's coming back and I'm blessed to come back. And I'm really, I just can't wait to hug Soleil, dude. Do you know what you'll be doing? What do you mean? Like, will you be like the, um... Will you be like your mother was on the show before? Like, are you all just switching roles? Is she going to be like Harry and you're going to be like, I forget the mother's name. What's the mother's name? No, like my grandma. Oh, grandma. That was your grandmother. That was my grandma, Betty Johnson. There's only going to be one Susie Garrett ever in life. So, no, I'm not going to be Susie Garrett, but I will definitely be Susie Garrett's offspring. Okay. My parents died. 
So my grandmother raised me because my parents. Right, right, right. Well, let me ask you this. Um, And you might not be able to, we might have to take this part up. I I seriously want to know this. What I noticed, like when, when they brought back Girl Meets World, everybody was still mostly cared about the original and the main characters, not so much the the, the new the new girl, new character. So I'm assuming Punky Brewster is going to be about her bringing in another. You well, know. I would say it depends on the generation. Girl Meets World, yes, everybody cared about the older generation who grew up with it. My daughter and her generation are totally attached to children. Oh, true. Yeah, that's right. So they didn't care about. She didn't care about. No. The- Okay. <laughs> Um, Punky and I are still best friends, of course. And you'll see some old characters too, I hope. Nice. Like I told you, I'm very excited for you. Like I said, I've been introducing my kids to <laughs> to the original Punky Brewster. And so hey. yeah, they that's been cool. That's been it's cool. It's gonna be an cool. awesome experience. Soleil and I are both like very excited and we've been on the phone kind of like we don't say anything, we just go, Oh my god, can you believe it? And then we go, okay, I'll talk to you later because there's always a kid in the background, hers or mine. Right. <laughs> and then we have to go. So we're, we're just, it was a fun, let me tell you something. Everybody has always asked me, and I'm just going to put it out there. They've always said, if one of the shows is going to come back, Punky or Family Matters, which ones do you want to come back? I was a kid when Punky happened. I didn't even realize I was working. I was playing with my best friend. I want to go back and play with my best friend. Right. So I'm ecstatic. It's a dream come true. Well, you know what? Um, I think. Well, for me, I remember when you, when you showed up on Family Matters. I, because I'm, like I said, I was a kid, so I'm a mark for the business. So I just really like, hey, that's the girl from Punky Brewster. She's on Family Matters. So I think everybody always still looks at you as being the girl from Punky Brewster show. So, so. I'm still the girl from Punky Brewster. <laughs> you know, it's funny because like I don't think I've ever. Walked out of my house like, until recent, until I moved away from California. I never walked out of my house and did not hear, where's Punky? Where's Waldo? That's like an everyday thing in my life. And I don't hear it anymore, but I'm sure it'll, it might start happening again. Yeah, right. And I think it's because of where I moved. Where I moved, I think people know, but they're just a little bit more polite. Like, there's a girl. Did you see the picture of my daughter's soccer game? Mm-hmm. With the little girl with the rainbow socks on. So I posted this picture and I was like, who does that look like? They totally look like Punky and Cherry standing there. And the little girl's got like a pink bow in her hair and she's got these rainbow socks and some shoes that are just off colored. And my daughter's just sitting there in some black and white Adidas, you know, some red socks. And it was hilarious. Her mom looked at me and kind of did this. And I looked at her and I smiled and I was like, look at them together. Aren't they cute? And she was just like, (laughs) and all I could do was laugh, but she's never said anything. And I I mean, my daughter goes to soccer with a Punky Brewster bag. 
is her is what her soccer gear is in because I'm it's try- oh I see the picture now okay okay yeah because it's red and she thought it was cool so I think people know but they just don't care they don't that it's, it's a different world out here yeah I'm looking at us it's crazy <laughs> this is Cherry's world. If you're listening to Cherry's World Podcast on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, please give us a five star. Let us know what you think. Leave us a review. I want to hear from you. Thank you. I have a question for you that I would like to ask our guest today, if we have any guests today, if they're going to show up. Um, <laughs> what are five things that you think all men should know? Pertaining to what? Life. A lot of these young men don't have mentors. They didn't grow up with fathers. They weren't given any guidance. Uh, well, like for instance, I'm on strike duty and we were walking on the highway, me and this lady, and we were talking. She actually caught up to me because I was walking to my car. And, you know, we were on this busy highway because we're picketing, right? And so she's walking and she's talking to me. I'm like, can you stop and let's, let's just switch sides? Because like trucks are flying past, it's like, that type of thing, you know, which side of the street a man's supposed to stay on compared to a woman. Like, like I really felt nervous. She's like, what's the, what's the problem? I said, we got to stop. We got to switch. We got to switch sides. Because <laughs> I, I mean, I really felt nervous like that. So I said, well, or both of us go on the other side, <laughs> you know. That's huge. And, you know, a lot of men don't know that. And I was always taught and I've taught my daughter since she was two, a man was laughing at me because I was walking with her. And I said, if a man lets you stand on the outside and you go on a date with him, you never talk to him again because he wasn't taught anything at home. Yeah. It might sound and mean, I don't even remember anybody teaching me that. I just remember just didn't feel right. And then all of a sudden I found out that was a rule. Yeah, so. that's a huge rule. Okay, so that's what else? All right. Well, I guess you're supposed to open. I know you're supposed to open the door for a woman. But what about car doors? Now, I know that the, the proper way to do it is to open the car door for a woman. Yes. But, but that rule was put in place before we had the automatic starters and the, and the, and the uh, keyless remotes and stuff like that. How important is that to women now? Okay, so let me tell you. I've dated a lot of men, right? The one I had a child for and my favorite exes all made sure that they came and got me out of the car and did not let me touch the door. It was part of just being polite. My ex, Tony, I'll throw his name out there because anybody in California, they still think me and Tony together. That's the homie. Tony, I wore heels all the time because he owned nightclubs in Hollywood. And Tony would come and he would say, don't you touch that door. I have to make sure that you get out, okay? And he said, plus, if your skirt is up or something, it gives you time to fix it. Gotcha. You worry about standing up, and I worry about you. Okay. And he said so that's that still, so that so that still yes. is important to win. Okay. Yes, and my child's father says that he doesn't want my daughter or I getting out of the car. You know who he is, but the rest of the world doesn't know who he is. But he opens our car door because he said anything can happen from the time he exits to the car to we're getting out of the car. But if somebody's going to hit the car, anything's going to happen. It's going to get him before it hit us. Yeah, I agree. What about when you're driving? Like, has there ever been a time when you're driving and he's in, or a man is in the passenger? Yeah, he'll still open the car for me. Oh, okay. Especially because when I'm driving, if I pull up to a curb, my side is street side, but the car is coming past me. 
So he'll get out first. Okay. All right. Okay, cool. All right. See, now that, that's something that I slack on. Now, you I, better I get, open your wife. Yeah, I, no, no, no. I get opening the door. I'm talking about the car doors and stuff, but you're right. Okay. Put oh, me yeah. on. Okay. Yeah, they always say if something happens, it happens to them and not me. You know, uh, Antoine, who will be on the show later, Antoine, um, I drive a lot at the time, especially like leaving the clubs or something at night. Antoine will open my car door and put me in, and then he goes around and gets in the car. Hmm. So, yep. Cool. All right. Uh, let's see what else. Um, what is five things, man? So wait a minute. If your wife is like, even if she's leaving, like the men in my life walk me out. If they're not going with me, and I'm going, they still walk me out of the house, and they'll still open my door and put me in the car and see me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, of course that. But yeah. maybe not the door part, but I'm always going to make sure that you're in the car safe and getting out the car safe. But, you know, I don't, I'll just, I'll just wonder because, you know, yeah. I don't know. The ones that I liked, yeah, they, they opened my car door. Antoine is like my brother. I am excited for you to meet Antoine mm -hmm. because I say that he is one of the kings who made me the woman I am today. Yeah, I, I've been a fan of his for a while anyway, so... <laughs> So oh. he's, a, he's a good actor, you know. Uh, one of one of the favorite movies he did was um, Coach Carter. So <clears throat> that's one of my favorite movies. Like I just I still know him by Worm because that's what. I, and you can call him Worm, and he's gonna answer. He's so cute like that. Wow. Like you call me Max, I'd be like. Mm. And he's like forever young too because he played in another basketball movie in the night from the nineties. Uh, the other movie uh, with that with the girl coach. Uh it's time to get live. It's time to represent yeah. Sunset Park. What time is it? Yeah. Oh, so that was his first job. That was his first job? Yes. We were all at the movie theater <laughs> waiting for that movie to come out. And like, man, how's he able to play a basketball player then? A high school basketball player then. And then like 10 years later, play another play this play a high school basketball player again. Plays basketball like four days a week. He still plays basketball. The boy can ball. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He stays in good shape and he takes care of himself. Black don't crack. Mm -hmm. He's going to be a basketball player at 60, probably. <laughs> yeah. That's dope. All right. Okay. Hold on. So I named okay. two things. I can't. Let me yes. think of it. Uh, three more. Oh, how about this? And this is something I just always do. Call a text when you get home, <laughs> please. Agreed. And if you don't, I'm gonna call you. <laughs> Cause Agreed. like that 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 makes me nervous. See, some of this stuff ain't really like rules to me. It's just like as my as I got older, like I got like real paranoid about shit. So Agreed. All right. Um Oh wow, <laughs> you got me. I gave you three, tell me something okay, you think. Okay, give me three. Okay, so I'm gonna do the women. I don't think I can speak for the men. When okay. black women try to speak for the men, all these men always go into uproar. I have my things what men should do, but I don't, I don't, I can't tell men. Oh, pull a chair, pull a chair for you when you sit down. I still, especially because I have a daughter too, so I still believe in that. Um, 
Yeah, I definitely believe in that. <clears throat> Still doing that. Um, well, here's the main thing. I don't know if this is a rule. Don't ever let someone disrespect your, the, the women around you at all. Like, I've seen so many, oh man, I've been around, well, I've, I've heard of a lot of situations of men just letting people disrespect the women that that's with you. And that's crazy. Yeah. 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 Like, I think there should be like a fear for like, uh, um, for men and other men when they see that you, the woman is with you, that they shouldn't even like, um, look that way or you know like even you know try to get away with that disrespectful stuff you know what i mean i have eight brothers yeah and my friends all happen to be men okay my my good friends i only have a couple female friends but most for the most part they're all men they're not gonna ever any of them let somebody disrespect me it's gonna be a problem yeah yeah and i, I mean i've seen it i've seen it happen i'm like damn like, I mean, oh. Y'all pulled it like that with them, like. Yeah. And I think my man is a little bit too good now. People don't even try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't. There's, and I had to explain that to him because we were having this conversation. And I was like, babe, you don't get it. <laughs> there's this. There's certain things that people try, but other people, they're just a little bit too big. They just, they're not. Yeah. Big. Yeah. Yeah. And I and like I've I've always been told I'm. I look crazy, so people don't pull certain stuff with me. And I'm really, a, I'm really a nice guy. I'm not really that type of. I'm not what, what Pac said. I'm not a killer, but don't push me. I'm one of those type guys. So you're a sweetheart, but yeah, you, I, tr I try to be. I don't think I could be out with you and somebody say something crazy to me. I'm gonna have to be like, Yo, Court, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I, I've seen it like happen, like, like damn, bro, like I. And I'm not even talking about just men. I'm talking about women. Like, like I've been, oh man, so many people that I know listen to the show. So I can't, so in certain stories, I got to be careful how I say it. But um, I've seen women just try to pull it with other people's women, another guy's woman. Like, like how do you feel like you can disrespect this man just because you don't like her? Disrespect this man's woman to his and her face. Like, like you can't you can't stand for that. <laughs> like I've seen it happen. Like so You know, I I think I've always like as far as you talking about like other men trying to get it women while they're with the guy. Is that what you're talking about? Not necessarily, because I don't think I don't think nobody would do that. I've never seen that, but I'm talking about just like just because maybe this person, this female, like <sighs> I might have to take this part out, but like I had a coworker whose woman, the mother of his, his wife at the time, the mother of his child, she had a fucked up eye. And people would talk about her around him. Like if you, like me, me and him get into it, that's between me and him. But how you bring his girl into it and she's right there. They'd be like, oh, with your old crooked ass eye or something. I mean, that's what they would say, like that yeah. kind of stuff. And he wouldn't say nothing. Like that's that's when the joke would be off. Like you don't talk, you can't like not in public. Like I mean, don't get me wrong, me and my boys, we talk about you know each other. Like you know we do the bullshit, but not in public. Like we don't make it so like someone else can feel like they can jump in and do that kind of stuff. And I've seen that happen. Like disrespect. And then like here's another situation. 
I've seen men just fall short. I had a <laughs> I had a girl, um, damn. I had this girl, she called me one day. Um, I was like, Yeah, uh, your boy ain't acting right. Can you take me to work? And I'm like, Can I take you to work? I said, Let me call you back. So I called him. I'm like, hey, your wife just called me and asked me to take her to work. I don't even know how she got my number. Yeah, man, can you take her to work for me? Like, well, where are you at? Oh, I'm gambling. Like, let me get this right. You want me to take your wife to work? So then I pick his wife up, do him a favor, do him a solid, take him to work, take her to work. I'm pretty sure Terry, this story ain't gonna make it to the show, but but look, I just want to tell you. So I take her to work, and she, soon as she gets in the car, I'm so sick of this motherfucker. I'm not drawing no more blood out. I said, what do you mean drawing no more blood? I'm not getting no more blood taken out to pay bills no more because he's losing all the money. We work together. <laughs> and she's bitching about him the whole 45-minute drive to work. And I'm like... I wouldn't have took a shit had an Uber there. Um, See, that's another thing. Okay, so it takes me to... You asked me what do I think men should do, right? And I was trying to shut up. I'm going to have my brother say it later because it came from him. The three Ps. Protect, provide, and profess. If you can't teach me something, I don't need you. If you can't protect me, I don't need you. And that don't mean protect me from a fight. That don't mean go out there like you somebody bodyguard crazy. Even protect me from yourself. Because if you are not in the right place at the right time, and I'm trying to have a conversation with you, protect me enough to say, baby, you know what? I'm just not mentally here right now. Let me walk away, get myself right, and come back to you so I can have this conversation with a sound mind and deliver my speech to you in a way that's not going to be offensive. That's part of protecting that men don't get. Men get on my nerves with that. Because that is part of providing, fellas. That is providing me the security of knowing that I'm dealing with somebody who's mentally healthy. And when I say profess, provide, and protect men, why is it always our job to protect you? Why do I have to provide? You are supposed to provide me some stability. Provide me a safe place. It's not all about money. But Billy Miller did make some great points on his show. <clears throat> well, like, he said, if I living in with women and stuff. Yes! He yeah. said, it is my job as a man, I will pay the mortgage. It is yeah. my job to make sure that there's food on the table. I, I want to have him back one day because mm -hmm. I think he put some great old school values out there, but he was like, I'm not trying to give gender roles, but I, me as a man, I need to provide for my family. Well, like I said, I don't know. I just might not make the show either, but like for, for instance, with me, um, also, I, I believe being smart enough, the one thing, this will make the show. One thing I do believe two, two, two people who shouldn't be together, Dumb people shouldn't be together, and two broke people shouldn't be together. Um, and if you, as far as like you said, protect, if you know you're not smart enough to to do right with the money, give it to someone who is smart. That's not that's not that's not reducing your manhood. That's also because I remember like I had uh, my uncle who had a gambling problem, drinking and gambling problem. He got paid every Friday and will fuck the money up. So <laughs> my auntie was like. Go down to Slick's job and get this, get his paycheck. This is in the eighties. Get his get his paycheck. You got to get there before four o'clock, or it's gonna be it's gonna be gone. And long as we got there before four o'clock, you know, we got the check. And that was on us. That was on us to get it. 
He will give the check away, but if you don't come down there and get it, you know. <laughs> I know a lot of men, a lot of married men who come home and actually will give their wives their paycheck and they get an allowance. And it's because their wives handle the bills and handle that kind of stuff, but they give her the money to allocate it. And I know some other men who be like, man, I ain't never given my wife. You know, but well, it depends on what kind of wife you got, too. Like, I know some men that shouldn't give their wife nothing either. <laughs> No, I'm serious because I I know some men. No, I know some men that 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 have. You gotta be smart who you marry too because absolutely because I, I know some women that will fuck your shit up. <laughs> marriage is the biggest. I always tell people marriage is the biggest contract you will ever negotiate, and marriage is the biggest contract you will ever sign. Yeah. It's a business deal, and if you're smart, you go into it thinking about a business deal. Yeah. The only reason why I'm with who I'm with is he multiplied me. Yeah. And not just financially, but multiplied me as a person. Right. Multiplied me spiritually. Multiplied everything that was that was wrong and <laughs> wrong in my body. He was like, let's, let's fix this. Yeah. And he became a balance. And that's what it that's has so. to be. If they can't multiply and bring it to your life, you damn sure don't need them. Because let me tell you what I did figure out. I had an aunt who said this to me a long time ago, and I thought it was so rude. She said, you might as well date a rich man, because if you date a poor one, you will have the same problems. And I was like, oh, that is so mean. But after my mistakes, I did realize whether you date a rich one or a poor one, when relationship ends, they all end the same in heartbreak. But the exes that I love all left me with things, great memories, great presents, great gifts. The ones I can't stand left me with debt. Every one of them. How? How did that happen? Every one of them left me with debt. Can I borrow some money to pay my rent? Can I get some gas money? Can I get this? Can I get that? And those are the ones I don't like. My favorite ex in the whole world. Maybe we can have him on the show one day. That's the one I was telling you about, Tony. That's my that's my dude. Tony was we shouldn't have been together. Okay. <laughs> We're great friends. We are awesome business partners. We should have never dated. Tony cheated on me, right? I had evidence. He videotaped it with my video camera. And when I found the tape, I went to Tony and I said, who would do this? And he looked at me and he said, whoever would do that is the dumbest motherfucker in the world. And he walked out. He didn't want to have any kind of confrontation, whatever. I didn't see Tony for a year after we broke up. Tony showed up at my house with a box. It was a Cartier watch. And he went in my house. He handed me the... <laughs> he doesn't know how to say thank you. Truth thug at heart. You know what I'm saying? But he's the biggest teddy bear in the world. I said, thank you, Tony. And he goes, yeah, I'm sorry. And he went in my room and went to sleep. Literally, woke up the next day and was like, are you still mad at me? <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? He came to my house totally drunk, totally drunk. Anybody who knows Tony knows he was totally drunk. Totally drunk, <laughs> handed me this watch, got up and left my house the next day. And I was like, I ain't seen you in a year, bro. And now we're, we're, we're friends again, <laughs> you know? But it's like, you get mad at Tony, I think about all the fun times that we had, all the great cars that I drove, and then every once in a while you gotta look at the wrist and be like, eh, he's not that bad. Cheating. So, 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 cheating. 
I know you're in Hollywood. I mean, where you were in Hollywood. Yeah. What What is it? Is there really an expectation of faithfulness in Hollywood? Yeah. Really? Okay, so you want me to be real, real? Yeah, real, real. Expectation of truthfulness. Truthfulness, yes. And yeah. If okay. you cannot be truthful, then you can't be faithful. I do not tolerate liars. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, you were like waiting for the next, and I was like, I don't know what you want me to say. That well, because well, I'm, because I'm like, I, I just, I don't know. I'll just be thinking like, what's I mean for men and women in in, in that in that atmosphere. Like, I, that's why I would think everybody had an open relationship. I just wouldn't. Ex- everybody that I dated expected for me to be faithful. Uh, yeah, I know men probably expect women have unrealistic expect, expectations for women to be faithful even when they're not but do women really yeah this is a good question do women really expect faithfulness like if you, out of athletes entertainers and stuff like that you do y'all really expect that i mean in their prime i'm talking about when they're playing the games going away games or do y'all really expect that kind of stuff yes really for me if you're going, this is a, this is women's problem with men. This is what men don't understand. If you're going to cheat, at least cheat up. Yeah. They never do. They never do. <laughs> if women cheat, we're cheating with an exit strategy. Okay. So when men cheat, y'all just, y'all just giving it up for the night. You don't care if you'll never see her again, whatever. Yeah. I've, I've, I've cheated. Guilty. I always cheated up. If I lose you, I'm not losing anything, bro. I'm upgrading. Right, right. But, but, <laughs> well, do you really, so let's just say you're dating a rapper and he has a show, after party shows and stuff like that. Okay. Y'all really expect that? Is that really a real expectation out of somebody you're dating? Not, not married to, I'm talking about like someone that you're dating, that you're dating, you're in. <laughs> for this conversation but you mean before right because i yeah when you when when you were in you know when you were in that uh, um atmosphere yeah i guess i kind of dated a rapper yeah absolutely you really expected that because i well i'm not gonna say what i saw but i mean i dated an actor i I told you what i saw with luke (laughs) yeah that's what i'm saying so like wow (laughs) yeah if especially if you can't upgrade if you can't replace me with, with something better than me yeah mm-hmm. because you know sex to men is not the same well maybe it is i don't know i only can speak for men but sex for men is not it's not that deep <laughs> so uh, for a lot of women it's not either right so so if you found out somebody just nailed somebody and then kept it moving he probably don't even remember the person like is that something to break up with him about um, is he honest or is he lying? If he's honest, then he don't remember. <laughs> Was he honest about the situation when we got into, when we got into this relationship? Was he honest or was he lying? Did well, he say, okay, let me, let me put it to you this way. Tony always made a big deal about our bond and about mm-hmm. just Tony and I. No. Okay. If Tony would have ever said, you know what, babe, I'm young. I'm driving this fucking Lamborghini. I got you driving this Lamborghini. I'm driving a Bentley. We out here doing it. 
I just don't think I can be faithful right now. Do you still want to date me? I'd have been like, yeah, because I had fun with him. Yeah. But I wouldn't have taken it as serious as I did gotcha. if I was out there doing a thing. Hmm. So you tell me what it is. Gotcha. Don't lie to me. But to me, some of the stuff should be self-explanatory because it's like I wouldn't, I'll be honest with you, as much as I like you, if I would have met you in the 90s, I wouldn't expect you, let's just say like if I had a chance with you, I wouldn't expect, I wouldn't expect someone like you to be faithful and loyal to me. Thank you. Young girl in your 20s, I don't know, no, I wouldn't expect you, I wouldn't expect that, no. I would. Thank you, because I, I probably wouldn't. So. Yeah. You didn't expect too much, didn't too much. We'd have no problems. It would just been an honor just to be around. Like, oh, okay, I'm cool. I'm hanging. I'm with her. Like, I wouldn't even expect that. So, but do women think like that? Like, do women really like if you dating like a lot of women? Okay, so let's be real. Do you think these basketball wives don't know that they men's is cheating? I will hope they because they're providing a lifestyle. They're in a relationship for a reason, and most of the time, it's not love. Right. It's the well, whether I did a poor one or a rich one, it's gonna be the same. So I might as well get what I can get where I can get it. Except for if you if you if you knew that woman before you even before you before you became that basketball player. Right, like LeBron James. And I, I would even say Kobe too. To me. <laughs> okay, well here's the reason why I say that with Kobe, because when I mean you probably know it better than me, but in the in the early nineties, he wasn't Kobe, Kobe, who he is now, and I think that him and his well, woman was always Kobe, Kobe. His woman was underage. His woman was underage when he married her. She quit high school with like two months to go because she was with Kobe Bryant and didn't graduate. But well, how old was Kobe though? twenty maybe twenty twenty one. I'll give you the backstory off the show because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna wrap my boy out, but um. Okay, all right then. Well, look. Ooh. You went into it with a purpose. Okay, all right. All right. I didn't. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but but like I said, like if you, if I think it's a difference of a commitment if you bring that woman with you to the NBA or to the NFL or something like that, rather as you meet a girl while you're already, you know. There's, there's nothing more sexy than a open and honest man. Yeah. Okay? If he comes into it and says, baby, look, I am trying to get married, or I am trying to get married, but this is what it is. Every once in a while, I might go out and act a fool, but be cool and go buy a purse. A lot of women will go for that. Yeah. But have you heard a lot of people say, a lot of men say, I lie to the ones I love. I tell the yes. truth to the ones I don't care about. Yes, I've been the ones that they can want to love and, 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 and lie to. And I'm like, don't love me, respect me. Because for me, respect is bigger than love. Mm, okay. So you love me and you think you lying to me and that's supposed to be okay? Mm -mm, that don't work. Respect mm. me, don't love me. Well, okay. <laughs> okay. Because I should never have to hear something about what you did from somebody else. The same yeah, 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 yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, I totally agree with that. You, you're, you're who I have a relationship with. You're who I have this bond with. You're who owes me. 
She don't owe me nothing. Like, I've never been one of those women who want to fight the other woman. That's so weird to me. I'm not going to fight her. I'm going to fight him. <laughs> she don't owe me nothing. <laughs> but as I got older, I stopped fighting, too, and I just start, as they call it now, the young kids call it ghosting. I am the ghost queen. <laughs> I will change my phone number. I will change my zip code. You will never hear from me again. Okay. <laughs> I was good at that in the nineties, but yeah, because I like I said, I just wouldn't. I don't know. I'm just putting myself in, in a woman's shoes. It's like there's no way in the world I could like take any take any of these guys serious. I mean, but I also know men because I am one, and the ego in a man like. <laughs> Oh, I read something Jennifer Lopez. I should have sent it to you. She said, "There's no sense of dating, um, taking a man serious um, before the age of 33." That's true. Before yeah. they, they don't mature until they're 40. Even some 42, 43 are still. <laughs> well, I'll tell you like this. I didn't. When my second child, my son came, that's when I put all foolishness away, and I just like. I had something. I mean, I shouldn't. I mean, I just gonna sound bad for my daughter, but for me, it's just like it's just unhit. Like this, my dad died when I was seven. I just want to be. I want to be there for my. I want to be there every second that I can. So I did want to take a chance doing something stupid and possibly ruining that. So that was thirty-two when my son came. So. But you know, I, I'm I'm a late bloomer too. Like I didn't have a baby until I was 37, mm-hmm. because I wasn't ready. Right. Now, what do you plan that? After my last, ba- okay, I will tell my story here. You don't have to. Cause I mean, I'm yeah, just, I've never said I've never said it, but I can say it. After my last bad date, I was handcuffed in a cornfield. <laughs> A cotton field, cotton field, not cornfield, cotton field. It was a stupid CNN story, blah, blah, blah. I don't really want to go back to it because everybody. Wait, are you, is this, is this, are you being serious? Yeah. You were handcuffed where? Okay, so I was doing this. I would travel and teach like these um, acting workshops, right? And there was another actor that I would travel with. He asked me one time, have you ever been to Myrtle Beach? I said, no. And he said, would you like to go? We were in North Carolina. I said, sure. So we were going to drive to Myrtle Beach for the weekend. As we're driving, I look out the window and I see these flowers. And I'm like, oh my God, it's beautiful. He's like, that's cotton. You've never seen cotton? I'm like, no. He grew up in the South. I grew up in Malibu. There's no cotton in Malibu. Right? So I was like, no. We stopped. We thought we were going to take pictures. Long story short, cop pulls over. We ended up on CNN, Dr. Phil, blah, 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 whatever. I ended up not liking the gentleman. I called my friend, who has been my friend since I was a little girl, and said, I can't do this anymore. And he said, you can't do what? And I was like, I'm in South Carolina with somebody that I really shouldn't be with. I don't want to be here, and I don't want to date, and this is just too hard. It's too much. And he said, what do you want me to do? Do you need a ticket? (laughs) I was like, no, I don't need a ticket. I need somebody to talk to I was like, you know, I keep choosing the wrong ones, basically. I had opened up my mind. I listened to my girlfriends, which I shouldn't did. They told me that I was shallow. They told me that I needed to date somebody who wasn't my type because they would be nice to me. They told me all this stuff. So I I went outside the box of my criteria 
and dated somebody who I ended up, it just didn't, I, I'm not going to talk bad about the dude on the radio show, but it just didn't work, right? We just weren't seeing eye to eye. So, I'll talk to you about it off the show. Um, and I said, he said, what do you want? What do you want me to do? And I said, I just want some sperm. And he was like, what? And I said, I just, I'm ready to have a kid. I'm over it. And he said, come on. Welcome to Cherry's World. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.